there, I'm Leah Ben Miller, the worship leader of the local church, and you're listening to the local church podcast featuring the messages from our Sunday liturgy. The local church is a bold, inclusive faith community based in Chatham County, North Carolina, and our mantra is our mission, love where you are. We gather for affirming, anchoring, and empowering worship every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Woods Charter School and online via Facebook Live and YouTube. No matter where you find yourself physically, spiritually, or emotionally, you belong at the local church. And we're so glad you're here. Scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel according to Matthew. It's from the New Testament, chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into, sea, into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left the boat, they left their father, and they followed him. This is the word of God for all of God's creation. Thanks, Thanks be, to be to God. Here I am, Lord. Is it I? Good morning, local church family. My name is uh, Rajiv Tawari, and part of the team here at the local church. Are we doing good this morning? Are we feeling good? It's July 4th weekend. Um, and so also a big shout out to those of you who are joining us online. Whenever I preach, I like to do this. Can we just look back at that camera and just wave to them and say hello, let them know that they are a part of this. They're a huge part of this movement. Uh, and, and Brent said this up there when he was, uh, when he was leading worship, but we hope for three things. Um, as you're here with us today, uh, that you will feel uh, affirmed in your humanity, uh, your belovedness and your sacred worth, uh, anchored by the good news uh, we share, and empowered to love where you are, empowered to go and share the good news uh, with those around you in whatever space you find yourself in. Uh, And so today, I wanted to focus on that good news today and what that really means for me. Uh, And so, you know, now... I think I have a bit of a more official title here um, at TLC, uh, Director of Youth. I don't know if it says it up there, but um, it's a, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a big task, um, a big challenge, uh, a challenge that I think, um, you know, we're all capable of taking on t- together. Uh, so we're in this series called The Gospel According To, and, you know, these last couple of weeks, we've invited some awesome local leaders to come and, and share about their work and what drives them to do what they do. And so normally, Brent comes up here and he sits in one of these chairs and he interviews them like they're on The Tonight Show. 
And uh, he's done such a good job, hasn't he? It's been really, it's been really good watching him do what he does. Um, but I told Brent, Brent, I stink at interviews. <laughs> like, I, I can't do it. Uh, so that's why I'm up here uh, alone. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but good news. Good news is one thing, right? Uh, but there's a lot of bad news out there. Uh, and one of my favorite examples of bad news is the Florida man. Have you all ever heard of the Florida man? The Florida man is every person in Florida who's done something like this. So this is the first one. Florida man through Live Gator in Wendy's drive-thru, police say. <laughs> police say alligators can now be used as a, a deadly weapon, apparently. Uh, <laughs> the next one is Florida man caught on camera shoving chainsaw down his shorts. He was trying to steal that as he was leaving the Home Depot. Uh, and this is, my, this is my favorite one. Uh, Florida man attempting a tri- time travel crashes in a strip mall. So uh, you might have seen the movie where this actually worked, Back to the Future. This did not work for him. He got arrested, and I think he's still in jail. Um, <laughs> but but there, there's a lot of good news out there, uh, a lot of good news. And you know, ever since Brent and I started dreaming about what a ministry uh, for students could look like at this church, um, I, I've been excited really ever since uh, what we wanted was a safe space for students to come and experience the goodness of God. We wanted a place where students could come and bring their burdens, meet new friends, uh, get away from parents for a little bit, and and hear a relatable message about Jesus, uh, about this Jesus that we follow so they can experience him in a new way. And so this was in the fall of last year. So I started working a new job at World Relief Durham, and I was getting ready to propose to my, new, my now fiance, Allison. Um, <laughs> and and, and I, was thinking, I was thinking that this could be such a good thing, an awesome thing for so many students. Uh, but, but then I started getting in my head. I, I started thinking, well, we don't have our own building. How are we going to do this? Uh, are we going to have volunteers? Are students going to come? Are parents going to be invested? Are parents going to bring their kids to the things that we're planning for them? Uh, will the students think I'm cool? Will they, even, will they even care? And so I got so in my head that I forgot that the Jesus I follow, you know, he told me that I was to cast all my anxieties on him because he cares about me, right? This is from 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast my anxieties on him because he cares for me. And this... That is good news to me. Because of this, I am hopeful for tomorrow. And that's kind of like the title of this message, you know, hope for tomorrow. And there are a few mantras that come to mind when we think of that word tomorrow. So the sun will come out tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, bet your bottom dollar, all that stuff. (laughs) Another one is live as if there is no... Yeah, we see that on some t-shirts, on some mugs. Maybe it's like on a on a picture frame at your uh, vacation home, I don't know. Um, but, but that phrase, live as if there's no tomorrow, gives us some insight, really, on how we should live today. But it isn't possible for a, a lot of people, right? Because tomorrow can be especially scary. Because if your boss says to you in an email, hey, can we talk tomorrow, <laughs> right? You know, there's nothing like 24 hours of pure anxiety. You start thinking, like, why can't we talk today? Why do you have to do it tomorrow? Um, I'm not a parent. Uh, but I remember vividly when I was in middle school coming to my mom and being like, Mom, I have, uh, 
I have a project due, uh, and I need to get some supplies for this project. And my mom is like, okay, great, yeah, we'll, we'll go on Friday. I'm like, mom, it's due, t- it's due tomorrow. And so there's nothing like walking through uh, the 24-hour Walmart with my mother as she's begrudgingly pulling glue and poster board off of the, off of the, the shelves. Um, but I, I think it's easy to feel hopeless these days, right? Um, it's easy to scroll on your phone and, and read what's happening in this world. And, you know, we read about Ukraine and, and climate change and gun violence and the Supreme Court striking down loan forgiveness and making it easier to discriminate against LGBTQ people. It's, it's easy for us to find our hope hanging on by a thread, especially especially when you've invested so much time and energy and money and, and other things into making the world feel a bit better. And, and I'll be honest, like we just had PBO Pride and, and that was such a beautiful, awesome event. And then a few weeks later, we see the Supreme Court ruling uh, making it easier to discriminate against LGBTQ uh, couples and people. Um, there's something about that that just kind of steals our hope, doesn't it? Um, And it's easy to lose hope in people. Uh, But we don't serve a God who sits, uh, who lets us sit in hopelessness forever. God walks with us through it. Every step of the way, God is walking with us through hopelessness. Um, You know, that that saying in Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley, thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And this is why I believe tomorrow can be hopeful for so many of us. And And I wrote this, as flawed And as disappointing as humans are, Jesus still chose to put his hope in 12 of them to carry his gospel. As flawed and as disappointing as humans are, Jesus still chose 12, or still chose to put his hope in 12 of them to carry his gospel. And so even when we lose hope in one another, and when we lose hope in people, Jesus is putting that hope back in us. And that's is good news to me. And today, we are a part of that. And I believe that there is hope for tomorrow because of who Jesus is. And it's not just what Jesus uh, did. You know, we're talking about a man who predicted his death, burial, resurrection, and was still able to have breakfast with his friends after that. You know, I'm not just impressed with who Jesus is as a person. I'm impressed with really who he pulled it off with. I'm impressed with who he pulled it off with. And so I don't know if you've ever really just looked at the motley crew of of jokers that uh, Jesus chose to save the world with. But if we're watching from a distance, if all of us were here watching from a distance and we saw who Jesus chose, we'd probably say, we're done. That's it. We lost. (laughs) Them? Like, really? Um, Look, But Jesus chose these 12 and he flipped the world upside down. And I think that gives us hope, um, especially given that his number one draft pick, his number one draft pick was a tax collector, right? And so Jesus walks up to Matthew and says, follow me, and he does. And so a, a tax collector back in Jesus's day um, wasn't, you know, some person that worked at like the IRS or H&R Block. This was uh, someone who really conspired with the Roman government to, to cheat people out of money. You know, they didn't send a letter to your house. No, they, they walked around with Roman soldiers um, and bullied people really out of money. And so when Jesus invites Matthew to, to follow him, uh, in, in Mark 2, verse 16, it says, when the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, 
saw him eating with sinners and tax collectors. Sinners and tax collectors. That's how bad tax collectors were. Right? They can't even be lumped in with the general sinners. They have their own category. <laughs> sinners and tax collectors. Murderers are even like, at least I'm not a tax collector. Right? So <laughs> Jesus chose one of them anyways. And he had a meal with them. Jesus puts his hope in a tax collector to carry his gospel. And that should give us hope. That despite our weaknesses and despite our insecurities, Jesus is still putting his hope in us to carry his gospel to the next generation of people. So we cannot let our history and the mistakes we made yesterday and today keep us from being and pursuing the kind of person God is calling us to be tomorrow. We cannot let our history and the mistakes we made yesterday and today keep us from being and pursuing the kind of person God is calling us to be tomorrow. So really what gives me you know, further hope in this passage is the fact that every person in Jesus' crew, the disciples, they all had such a different background. You know, they certainly weren't all a part of the same you know, denomination or whatever. They all came from different angles. And, and there's this one guy who gets kind of hidden in the text, someone that we don't really talk about a ton, uh, but his name is Simon the Zealot. Simon the Zealot gets no lines in the movie, doesn't really get to talk at all, isn't really mentioned. I looked up his Wikipedia page, and the first line on it was, Simon was one of the most obscure among the apostles of Jesus. That's the first line in his biography on the internet, the most obscure one. (laughs) Uh, but, But don't let his lack of lines Uh, in the text to really keep you from thinking that he is insignificant. See, zealots were, uh, they were a political group who thought that the way that they could overthrow the Roman government was through violence. And so throughout history, zealots carried like daggers in their sleeves and they would really wreak havoc. Um, And there were two categories of of zealots. One of them is the the Sicarii. The the Sicarii, you've probably seen this word in scripture, uh, the Sicarii, and, and their, motto, their motto is that if you are in the presence of a Roman, they don't leave alive. Or if you are in the presence of someone who has conspired with the Roman government, they don't leave alive. So Jesus looks at one of these zealots and says, I need you on my team. Uh, and at a certain point, they all come together and they have, you know, the first 12 picks they all come together, and they have a, they have a local table. You know, they, meet, they meet at Steve and Colleen's house. That's where everybody goes, right? <laughs> and, and Jesus says, all right, I'm so glad that you're here. I want you to tell us your name and, and tell us what you did before joining the group. Actually, your, your name doesn't really matter because I'm going to change it anyways. But, but, but I'll go first. My name is Jesus, and I used to be a carpenter. Next guy goes. He says, hi, I'm I'm Peter. I, I used to be a fisherman. I, I'm a little bit older, but I'm, I'm glad to pour into the next generation of people. And then they, they soon quickly realized that everyone was a fisherman, right? Uh, and then it's Simon's turn. He says, hi, I'm Simon. I, uh, my friends call me the zealot. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> and Simon is like, listen, I'm, I'm not here to cause any trouble I'm just trying to follow this man. I'm trying to follow this guy. He walked up to me and said something, and I, I think he's on to something, so, so that's why I'm here. So then it's Matthew's turn. All right, so 
Matthew, you want to tell the group what you did before this? Like, I was a tax collector. <laughs> now Simon's over there thinking, I have a choice to make. <laughs> Either Matthew, is, Matthew dies, or I put that behind me, and I follow Jesus because I love him and I love his message. And so at a certain point, Jesus and Simon kind of had to have a conversation uh, because Simon is following a man with a mantra. And it's not just the love your neighbor part. That's, that's easy. It's the love your enemies part. Right? It's, it's like Jesus is pulling Simon the zealot close up to him and he's saying, look, I know you love me, but in order for you to really, really love me, I need you to also love Matthew. All right, and so... I believe that hope happens tomorrow when people act like Jesus towards people they could have given up on. Hope happens tomorrow when people act like Jesus towards people they could have given up on. And I think this church, this community, the local church does this so well. Right? Jesus didn't look at that group of 12 and, and think this isn't going to happen. Jesus uh, looked at their potential and saw that they are capable of carrying a message of love and hope and peace. And you and I, all of us are sitting in this room today because of the, the radical hope of 12 people thousands of years ago who said that this is something that the next generation needs to hear. We're sitting here because of those 12 people. Right? And, and earlier, I, I spoke about starting this new youth ministry at this church. And, and I think that what we do here on Sunday mornings, it, it matters so much. Um, it's important for the body of Christ to gather together to worship and to break bread. And, and, but there are students who come to this gathering uh, on Sunday morning with three hours of sleep, some of them. And, and sometimes get nothing from this. Um, I'm not claiming to know what goes through any of these students' heads, but when I was in sixth grade, coming to church, sitting and listening to uh, Pastor Al, who was the pastor of the church when I was growing up, um, whenever I heard him talk, I got nothing. Nothing. And it wasn't because I didn't believe, and it wasn't because I didn't like coming to St. Andrew's United Methodist Church. It's just, I couldn't understand I needed someone to talk to me about what I was going through in school, what I was going through on my track team, what I was going through in life. And, and that's what we're trying to start here at the local church, is to create a, a space for these students to talk about those things, to be with other students who are going through the same things in their life. What we need is, is a community to surround these students with love, a community to come and volunteer with the youth group, serving as a small group leader for them, someone who can sit with students and say, I've been where you've been. You know, I know what you're going through. Everyone believes in you. You can do it. High school is hard, but it doesn't have to be as hard as you're making it. You know, the good news is that in order to invest in a generation of students, you don't have to be perfect. Because Jesus isn't looking for perfect. And this is essentially, this is you know, a sermon, but also a call to arms for this church. Um, I'm looking at you all here, and, and you online who are, who are joining us, um, and you who will watch this later, uh, you are called. 
And you are equipped to help build this new ministry with us. And, you know, we launched, uh, I think, two weeks ago. And we had some students come to the Bulls game with us. And it was so fun. And there's so much more in store. Um, And if you have a student in grades 6 through 12, bring them. Um, We so badly want to meet them and and hear about their life and and hear about their story. Take them to Dairy Queen. Go to their lacrosse games. You know, everyone here plays lacrosse, I think. I don't think, I I think it's just a Chapel Hill thing. Everyone plays lacrosse. (laughs) Um, Eat together, cry together, uh, pursue Jesus together. Part of a new youth ministry is embracing the awkward. Um, And and we will do that until our faces are red. Um, And if you want to help, talk to me. Please talk to me. Send me an email. Um, Let's make it happen. Come to the next Durham Bulls game with us. Uh, Come to Carowinds. Maybe open your home so that we can meet there. You know, I am, I'm so glad that I go to a church where people come together. You know, what we're trying to do with this ministry is not just encourage students to put their hope in Jesus. Um, We're trying to also give these students the knowledge that Jesus has put his hope in them so that they will see past their own imperfections and know that they are perfect in the eyes of God, that they are perfect in the eyes of the God who saves. I love this church. We're a beautiful, motley crew of people here like the 12. This movement doesn't happen every Sunday without the beautiful diversity that we all bring to this table. You know, my hope, my hope is in you all. Um, and my hope is in tomorrow because of the work I see us all putting in. We're loving Chatham so well. There's that rubber ducky out there that's going to be filled with, with shampoo and, and diapers and so many other things so that we can love Chatham so well. We're loving our schools well. We're loving the least of these so, so well. And hopelessness is turning into hope because of the work that you put into this community of faith. So when you ask me the question, what is the gospel according to me? It's you all. The gospel is, according to me, is watching you all do the work that we do here at this church. Coming together in this space creating hope for tomorrow and believing that a generation of students will live in that hope. So we're wrapping up, but my prayer is that we would be the church of tomorrow. And so may you and I remember that as flawed as we are, Jesus put his hope in us to carry his gospel to the next generation. And when our hope is on the ropes Uh, May you and I fix our focus on the hope of the world, and may we constantly give people and students, grades 6 through 12, meeting again on July 16th during Sunday liturgy, (laughs) that tomorrow is hopeful. So I say all these things in the name of the God who saves. Amen. If you love what you hear, share this episode or send it to someone who could use a little good news this week. We'd also love for you to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It's an easy way to share the love. You can learn more about the local church at our website, growlocal.church, or just come see us one week. Thanks for listening and love where you are.